pick up any newspaper, watch cable news channels, surf internet news websites. It's all yesterday's news today. You need tomorrow's news today. You need TrendVision 2020 now with Gerald Salente. Welcome to TrendVision 2020, your money and your life. I'm Doug Grunther with the publisher of the Trends Journal and world-leading trend forecaster, Gerald Salenti. On our podcast this evening, Iceland heats up, Kushner trickles down, and Gabbard rises. Gerald, what is happening in the markets today? Well, over there in Asia, everybody's up. Over there in uh, Europe, only DAX is up. The rest are down, mixed in the States, oil down a bit, gold, beep. And Bitcoin down, down. I mean, down a lot. Down some 17%. Remember, we were talking, it was over 13,000. Now it's around the 10,000 range. So, S&P 500 snaps four-day losing streak. You know why? Oh, the trade wars must have ended. That's right. (laughs) Wall Street awaits Trump-Xi meeting at G20. And you know what that is. Bullshit detected. Take precautions. The markets have not moved because of the trade wars. End of story. Just like those uh, Chinese are on 15% down on car sales. Has nothing to do with trade wars. People Mm -hmm. don't have money. Global slowdown. Anyway, what else do we have here? On the data front, the Commerce Department said U.S. economy grew at a solid rate of 3.1% in the first quarter. But some components like consumer spending and business investment grew at a slower pace than previously estimated. Again, people don't have the dough. So wait, if they're talking about the economy is growing, but people don't have money, that sounds like 1% versus 99% to me. And that's exactly what happened, because with the tax cuts that Trump gave us that went to the 1%, it boosts the market, boosts some elements of the economy. But there's a general slowdown as we see it happening. Oil prices inched higher on Thursday, (laughs) kept in check by worries about whether the G20 summit will produce a breakthrough on the trade war that could boost crude demand. Again, it has nothing to do with the trade war. There's a global slowdown, and there's growing talk also among OPEC and non-OPEC members that they're going to cut back on production because there's a global slowdown. Well, maybe Saudi Arabia or one of those other countries will attack uh, some ships in the Straits of Hormuz and blame it on Iran. They say that'll boost oil prices nicely. Gold, it inched lower. Here they go. Gold inched lower on Thursday has renewed hopes that the United States and China can soon end their protracted trade tussle, bolstered risk appetite, and lifted the dollar. Again, gold has not moved at all because of the trade issue. It's moving because they're pumping in more monetary methadone into the bull to keep it running and because of geopolitical unrest. What else do we have here? Ah, Porsche recalling over 100,000 vehicles due to risk of rolling away while in park. But we're going to have self-driving cars. Save it, man. (laughs) Porsche can't do it. There's a long way away to go. And here, London suffers fall in office investment. They're blaming it on Brexit. It isn't Brexit. There's the global slowdown. That may be part of it. And speaking of markets, Trump hits that insane Fed monetary policy. He's right. They're going to have to lower interest rates. And now he's saying Mario Draghi, he wishes he was 
Fed chair because Draghi wants to pump more Plus dough. the European Union head? Yeah, the European Central Bank head. But Trump was making fun of him a couple of days ago. But that's Trump. And what else do we have here? Ah, fewer renters expect to be homeowners. This is very important. Only 24% of renters said it was extremely likely that they would ever own a home. 11 percentage points lower than four years ago. Four years ago, things weren't so cheery. It's even worse now. All the money's going to the 1%. And by the way, that was the major issue in yesterday's first presidential debates. And to call these little sideshows a debate, save it, Junior. <laughs> you got one minute to answer the question given to you by some prostitute, and you got 30 seconds for a rebuttal. How the hell could you call this a debate it's the presidential reality show it's a freak show one more thing china loan rates hit 10 year low they're trying to lower rates everywhere this is why gold is going up they have to juice the economy they're not lowering rates because of a trade war they're lowering it because consumer spending is going down well if there's one thing we know for sure globally that is things are getting hotter a heat wave has descended all over Europe. No country is being spared, and it has spread all the way to Iceland. In Madrid, people are bracing for temperatures over 104 degrees. A German town broke a record, the hottest temperature ever recorded in the country. Some areas are expecting temperatures above 110 degrees. Look what just happened in Kuwait and in Iran. You soared 124.5 degrees. Again, as I say, I don't get involved in climate change. If you dump trillions of tons of poison into the earth, into the water, and into the air, you think it'll have a negative effect. And investors with $34 trillion demand climate action. That's right. And they're uh, demanding urgent action from governments on climate change, piling pressure on leaders of the world's 20 biggest economies at the G20 meeting. But here's the deal. All of the poorer countries, the emerging markets, they're building coal plants. Coal production right now to develop energy is at 1996 levels. So this has a long way to go. And if you subscribe to the Trans Journal by going to transjournal at transjournal.com, you will read an article in the next issue about fusion energy, which might be our only hope, and that's at least 10 to 20 years away. All right, um, I finally found somebody uh, who's talking the way you've been talking for the last six months about the business of China is business, the business of America is war. This gentleman's name is Robert Kaplan. He's a geopolitical writer. And here's what he writes. Tell me who this sounds like. While the United States contemplates a war with Iran, the Chinese are engaged in trade and infrastructure building there. Part of their Belt and Road Initiative, which you've heard on the podcast here at Twin Vision 2020, and you've been reading about in the Trans Journal for almost a year. Well, more than that, follow the Yellow Silk Road was one of our big trends back in 2017. There you go, ahead of the curve. China's interest in Iran is about both land and sea. The routes that China's already built across Central Asia link China with Iran, which is a huge geopolitical advantage. An American war with Iran, Kaplan writes, will drive Iran even further into the hands of China, well, which already accounts for almost a third of all Iran's energy. If there's a war with Iran, it's the beginning of World War III. But to make it really clear, this is from the Financial Times today. China oil imports defy U.S. sanctions and throw economic lifeline to Iran. Even as, 
even as Beijing customs data show crude production from Iran is down month on month, China is still importing Iran's oil despite U.S. measures designed to cut exports to zero. But this is what's going on in Iran and why this economic warfare is hitting them so hard. Iran's crude oil exports, which peaked at 2.8 million barrels a day in April 2018, fell to about 1 million barrels between November last year and April 2019. And who gets hurt? Poor and middle class Iranians. Yeah, yeah, everybody. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Only the, yeah, even the rich it's unhappy for. All right, well, sticking with the Middle East, you know, uh, Jared Kirshner, the president's son-in-law, who's been put in charge of Mideast <laughs> uh, things, right? And he's got, well, he's got a lot of qualifications. He's a real estate mogul. Well, you know, just before you keep going on, you know, Tillerson, the former secretary of state, he said just recently, he said that's one of the reasons why he quit, because Trump gave this, his son-in-law so much uh, power. In well, this. he just put together what's called a workshop. Oh, no, I should say he got fired, but he was happy to go. Right. <laughs> well, uh, Mr. Kushner has put together what was called a workshop in, the, in Bahrain. Now, who showed up for it? Ready? Uh, the ruling oil monarchies of Saudi Arabia and other Mideast countries, U.S. officials, some Israeli businessmen, the U.S. private equity billionaire Stephen Schwartzman, World Bank President David Malpass, and Christine Lagarde of the International Money Monetary Fund. Yeah, and what's Schwartzman doing? We've been writing about it on and on, talking about it. Well, his, He's investing heavily in Saudi Arabia. Right. Now, his vision for the Middle East and this the Palestinians. The you ready? Yeah. He's saying, this is Kushner. Kushner says he wants to transform the West Bank into a capitalist <laughs> investor's paradise and, quote, the money can trickle down to the people. Yeah, trickle down. You know what that trickle down means, right? Yeah, you, you know what it is. And that's all it, it ever is. Not Nothing money. trickles down. It ain't money. And meanwhile, thousands of Palestinians protested. And some no, of this them, is disgusting you know, this what's is going on. Horrible. And just to make it clear, the Kushner family is very involved in the settlements and in, in, in supporting them. And when Benjamin Netanyahu, the prime minister of Israel, one time when he came to visit, he stayed at the Kushner's house. So it's an inside deal. Well, speaking of that, Barack launches comeback to fight Netanyahu in election. What's going on? You mean Obama's on? coming back? <laughs> this is a different Barack. Oh, Barack, that guy. Yeah, Ehud Barack. Yep. The guy's 77 years old, and he's a former Labor Party leader and military chief of staff. And he's going after Netanyahu. He attacked him for, quote, repeated attempts to disrupt democratic processes. Anyway, it's more of the same. Nothing new. Name the country. Same ruling class trying to rule. You did enough. You didn't do anything when you're there. Get the hell out. Two Americans die in combat with Taliban. Yeah, again, this war's going on for 18 years. And there's no end in sight. And that should even be a story. It, it's ridiculous. And, and uh, when is this war going to end? And when are people going to bring Occupy peace to life? There will never be advancement in America as long as its number one priority and its biggest budget expenditure is for the military-industrial complex to invade sovereign nations that are no threat to us. We will not have beauty, joy, liberty, or love as long as we have war. Well, this war has extended, of course, down through Latin America. Honduran military invades university and shoots down students. Sounds like their version of Kent State. Yep, it happened a couple of days ago, and they've killed uh, by Honduran military during the mass uh, demonstrations. It also happened back in 2009 when um, the United States helped overthrow the elected president 
Manuel Zalea. And again, that was under Obama, the Nobel Peace of Crap Prize winner, mm. and Hillary Clinton, who was also behind the overthrow. So again, what's also important about this is that you're going to see more and more human waves leaving South America, whether it's Guatemala, whether it's Nicaragua, whether it's Honduras, Honduras, yeah. you name it, they're coming north. And by the way, the deal that Trump struck with Mexico to stop them from coming over, Mexico's taking action to make that happen. They're putting more and more troops on the Guatemalan border. All right, well, let's stay with Central America because Venezuela has not been in the news recently, but we need to pay attention because Guaido Envoy urges an international community to help Venezuela reclaim its freedom. This is a headline from CNBC. What's wrong with that headline? And then the follow-up, Venezuela's recognized government believes there is reason to be hopeful that it can dislodge Nicolas Maduro from power. What's wrong with that headline? Well, first of all, of course, Guaido is the puppet that the Americans tried to put in who declared himself president in January, and he's going nowhere quick. But reclaim their freedom? You mean reclaim it from the United States? It's a free place. They had a democratically elected government that happened in 2018. So what reclaimed freedom? And the other one, they, they use the word internationally recognized government. Re recognized by who? The United States flunkies. I mean, it's not internationally recognized. It's recognized by about 50 countries. And what is there, 193 countries mm -hmm. in, in the world that belong to the United Nations? How about those? Got to read, read through those headlines. And again, yeah. and it's not, it, and it, it dislodging. Dislodging is another word they use. How about overthrow? How about regime change? And that's the slimy prostitute media that always sells propaganda in a country near you. And that's why you subscribe to the Trends Journal at trendsjournal.com because all they're doing is selling more and more hatred and people hear the headline, hear the soundbite, and buy into the bullshit level DEFCON 5. I'm glad that's still working. Well, that's a good way. Then we're going to transition to what I was really surprised about. The first poll has Tulsi Gabbard as the shock winner of the first Democratic debate. We have been championing her as the only true anti-war candidate she is a military veteran. She says, stop regime change, bring the troops home, let's rebuild America. And while you heard nothing about this on CNN or in the New York Times, where she was barely mentioned, the Drudge Report shows that she was, was the winner. 40% uh, of the people polling said she won the debate. And also what they did is when they went on to look at her name, that was the biggest one of any of uh, body that they went to. In, around, around the country. Mm -hmm. So this is important because this is the way it's reported. She's considered controversial due to her foreign policy views. <laughs> controversial because she wants peace. And by the way, in 2017, she met, went to Damascus to meet with Syria's Bashar Assad, the president of mm -hmm. Syria. That made her controversial. And um, this is very important because the people want peace once they have the opportunity. And she is very capable of expressing it. She's a major in the military. She's been in Iraq. She's a martial art expert. Right, so she knows how to fight, unlike these little boys that couldn't fight their way out of a paper mm -hmm. bag. Well, Beto went bust, by the way. Yeah. Beto O'Rourke. 
And so did uh, what Cory Booker, I think, was he down in there? Yeah, a little bit. But the point was that in the New York Times analysis of the debate, she's she's a throwaway. And, and how about CNN? CNN, I watched. I didn't get to see the debate, so I watched the CNN analysts do their roundtable. They talked about everyone but her. Everyone but her. And this is what the people want. The polls are showing it. And when it comes out in the Drudge Report that this is, and then talking about, you know, if people consider that a right wing site. That was the headline story mm -hmm. about how she is the poll winner. Okay. By far, by way above Elizabeth Warren. Right. So anyway, something we'll keep an eye on. You know what else is on the rise? Luncheon meat. Uh, <laughs> I know you love that. Yeah. You're a big fan. I know. Ham, luncheon meat, sausage, and bacon have been linked to cancer, obesity, and heart disease, but Americans still can't kick their processed habit. Although American adults are eating less red meat than they did 18 years ago, processed meat consumption has remained the same, accounting for one quarter of all red meat and poultry eaten in the United States. As long as you make it convenient and put enough salt and sugar in it to make it tasty right away, most Americans will eat it. They don't they don't pay attention and, to and what this, it's doing to them. And this is what I keep saying. Yes, you could talk about the plant-based foods and all of that, but you still have the vast majority, and that's a market sector. There's no question about it. It's an on-trend opportunity. But the, you look at the general public and what they're doing. Here the top five processed meats consumed by American adults in order. Luncheon meat, mm. sausage, hot dogs, ham, and bacon. See in the hospital. <laughs> yeah. I say hello to diabetes and heart disease and overweight. And by the way, read your Trends Journal. Subscribe by going to Trends Journal, TrendsJournal.com. And in the upcoming issue, read about how eating processed foods and eating crap, your life dramatically increases your chance of developing Alzheimer's as you get older. That's all the time we have for this week, but you better believe we'll be back next week with more Trend Vision 2020.